Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programmes, visit brumradio.com. Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventure. Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Show. You sod off, you're not allowed to do anything. I'm going to mute you. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. Hello, Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Hello, Mr. Guy Halford. Hello. Hello, producer Callan Danes. What's up? Why are we late today, Callan? We're not late today, Ryan. What do you mean? This show went out at the appropriate time. Everyone is listening to this at the appropriate time when it's supposed to be released. Why are we late into the studio? I did not believe we were late into the studio today. I don't think that we had any issues behind the scenes. Keith, were we late into the studio today? Uh, We were very much late into the studio today. I think we were working on continental time. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody about an hour late? Yeah, somebody had put the clocks back rather than forwards, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, so what they refer so we arranged to meet at a certain time, um, and forty minutes after the time we you were supposed up. to meet, I woke up and realised, crap, we're we supposed to be recording this podcast. Let's al- let's also make sure that everybody knows that this is not in the AM no. that people were waking up. <laughs> this was not even the early afternoon. This is technically the beginning of the evening, yeah, we, we were, and somebody was waking up. <laughs> we, were supposed we, to meet, we don't do student shaming on this show, except for one particular student here. We were supposed to meet to start this recording at 6pm. We've just got in the studio, it's now half seven. And what were you doing, playing pocket billiards? <laughs> I literally... I mean, I... Uh, People can relate to this. Can't, I feel like people can relate no, to can this he? story. People can relate to this story. It's like the yeah, idea because they do it sometimes one, two times a day. Oh, I don't know about the idea of relating to this story. When the story you started to tell us was, I got back from horse riding. <laughs> I got back from horse riding. I got back from horse riding. I was very tired. Jeeves was there with my tea. <laughs> I decided to have a quick snooze. Anyway, so yes, I just got home. I, I got home. I didn't sleep much last night because I was up working. And oh yeah, throw that in. I was yeah, I was up working. I was up working, part of which was for this podcast. So, so I believe we have a bill to present to Callum <laughs> <laughs> for our wasted time, which was payable in alcohol. <laughs> How much is your alcohol bill? How much did you spend? On Eleven pound thirty. That's actually very reasonable for three people. That's quite reasonable. Who bought mini cheddars? Who, Who else? Guys? Who else wants Guy Halford? Who else would have snacks? Why would you buy snacks? You were literally just waiting for like an hour. Why would you? Why do you? Why would you have some personal alone time when we were all supposed to come into the studio? <laughs> you bring down the quality of this show. You really you bought, do. You quality. brought down the quality of this show when you closed your curtains this afternoon <laughs> and ventured into a world that no one wants to know what happened next. Scurrying around in guys' garden looking for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> when Callan goes to sleep, or the mouse on the mouse organ go to sleep. I know what it is. You know, I sent that CBeebies video in the group chat. <laughs> you watched it. Wait, what? The, the Dreamtime CBeebies <laughs> oh, video. <laughs> Just like Olivia Coleman sending him gently off to sleep. I think he was watching that. Well, I know. thought that that was going to have a less appropriate ending to that story. It's so I'm on quite YouTube, glad that ended the way it ended. It's yeah, on YouTube. It was children's CBeebies, so. <laughs> if, if you're doing stuff to children's CBeebies, that, that's, that's a sign of worry. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Callan's laziness. Keith, what have you been up to this week? This week, this week. What 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 joyous locations around the Midlands oh, have you visited? I, I did go. I've, I've been to Nuneaton <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice, admired their fountain. It was a very nice fountain. Although, yeah, I mean, it was a bit it's sad. Full of that wasn't full of wee. Nuneaton's not. Don't. All places have their good points. All places have their bad points. Yeah, but Nuneaton has more bad points. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It was all right. I didn't mind. It was good. I had a good trip. Met some nice people. They were cool. Um, read some comics. Watched some TV. I'm trying to clear my TiVo box at the moment because Virgin... TiVo one... box? Posh. You use TiVo? Yeah, because I don't have Sky. 
I'm not that. I'm not. You can record four going. channels at once. Well, I've got a new box. Isn't it plus six? a new? It's the new new. Sh- or is it the new shiny it's, box? It's that the V six. The V six. I missed. V- I missed all the other. I didn't. I missed V one to five. <laughs> I don't know what happened to those. But they sent me a big. They sent me a big box which comes with like a new modem and everything as well. So it's, so I've got to. I've got to figure out how. Do you I'm feel gonna... like you're in the 21st century now? No. No, it's just it's just such a rigmarole. It's like I got to disconnect all the old stuff, put the new stuff in. It's got to it's got to this download. This is why you have bits. two kids. I've got power lines to put in. It's the kids that are stopping me from doing it because they're all like, "You want to turn off the internet?" Well, they should so be what? Wait, can't your kids do it? Yeah, I was going to say this aren't is life skills like... for your children nowadays. Yeah, but it means they're going to be the internet is going to be turned off for some considerable time. It's like it takes no. ten minutes to swap a modem out. No, but to be fair, this... ten minutes without internet is a long time. It's ten minutes yeah, to swap out the modem. Your habits. <laughs> then there's half an hour to swap out it, while it downloads the new firmware. Uh. So it says the whole installation would take somewhere between two and three hours. So just do it's it in the morning because I know your children don't get up before the hour the of uh, midday. Well, no, because we established this that. Keith also doesn't get up. I'm not. I have. A, I have a slogan, which is, if it's before noon, it's too soon. <laughs> it's like I'm not. I'm not a morning person. It's yeah, like, what it's was gotta your, be late. Keith, what was your um, podcast? Uh, what was the Comic Con idea that you posed to me last oh, yeah, week? Oh yeah, Comic Con's doing in the background. Comic Con's <laughs> Comic Con's for, pe- for for night owls. Oh yes. people who stay up late. Comic Con's that start at one pm at finish yeah, about it's a bit later. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit later. Yeah, because like, why do we why do we have to conform to all of these kind of people who like to get up early? I'd quite like who are ad- always telling us off. Oh, this is going to sound quite bad now, but I quite like an adults comic con, not like adults themed. I bet you would. Okay. just for <laughs> adults. Why just for adults? <sighs> because mm. kids are annoying after a little while. Sorry, I swear I ne- I swear I never normally see that many kids anyway. Oh no! Well, that's because you are one, so you are you are in, involved with. Do you the just mean? Do you just mean nobody under thirty? Twenty-five. No, I don't Ooh. know. I, I I think it should be all inclusive. I think people, every all kids should be included in everything. The because otherwise, if they're not included, they don't know how to no, behave there's, properly. There's hundreds of comic cons now. There's plenty that they can go get their fill out. I, just I don't think that. I'd want to go to a comic con that was adults only because. I know people don't like kids, but most adults are jerks, and I don't think I'd want to spend all my time with. How about them. a nice people only Comic Con? How are you going to vet that? That's a point. That's well, true. it's like put, put the guy, people in the put guy like... Halford on the door, and if they're similar, do not allow them in. <laughs> a vetting process. I can that can be arranged. I think we. I think the solution to your problem is we just need a kids should be seen but not heard Comic Con. <sighs> Oh. Um, why are you still speaking? Callan Danes with his upper class Victorian values here. I think somebody who's just about 21 or whatever it is shouldn't be casting aspersions on the younger generation. It is your birthday next week, isn't it, Callan? Uh, yes. Yes. So, 12, 13. Have you, do we need to buy you a Tweenies DVD or have you progressed up to the Power Rangers properly? I don't know. Sometimes Power Rangers are still scary. It's a bit scary. To we me. should get him a Brum video. Brum, a Brum video. Yeah, the, with the oh, car. The car. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Not just Telly Savalas visiting Birmingham. Yeah, Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas, Birmingham. Who's that t- is a great video to watch. Who's, who's Telly? Sa- who's Telly Savalas? <laughs> who's Telly Savalas? <laughs> Wait, who's Telly Savalas? He was famous for being a detective called Kojak, who loves everybody, baby. Yeah, he was a cultural icon for people of a certain age. And, wow. And he voiced over a video. Showing the delights of Birmingham for the Birmingham Tourist Board many years ago, including showing the old boring. Aw, I feel like you need and to show... middle-aged ladies dancing. If I remember correctly, I feel like we need. I, I feel like I need to watch that. I feel like this will be in Guy's sort of DV, weird DVD collection. <laughs> what? <laughs> your weird DVD collection, Guy? You can't act like you don't have some weird stuff in your DVD collection. If you're talking about the ones in the garden, they didn't belong to me. They were uh, there no, when no, I no, 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 not even the ones in the garden. But like last time, I, last time we all came around your house, the one and only time that you'll ever come around my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the DVD that we were watching? Well, this is the DVD that I found in a charity shop, fallen some for a pound. Yeah, some yeah. kids made a made film by, on their weekends. Made by Jedi Squirrels Productions. Exactly, and Great it's name. and it's poor. It's watchable on YouTube. 
I recommend it. Wait, is it on YouTube? Oh, yeah, because they put it on YouTube, I didn't, didn't they? I didn't actively go and buy this. I found it in a charity shop and realised it was someone's home video, so I bought it for comedy reasons. Made in 2009, if I remember correctly. Uh, 2009 or 2010, it's one yeah, of the It hasn't both. got an IMDb page, so it is a little bit sketchy. Why, why would you think it would have an IMDb page? Everybody else has got one. Well, yeah, but you have to pay, don't you have to pay money to have a pro IMDb account? That's a, yeah, you, but you can still have an IMDb page. You don't have to have a pro. pro account for having a page on IMDb. How do you know? No. Okay. But that would mean PewDiePie would be allowed on YouTube, and that's just um, IMDb, and that's not right. No. <laughs> Sorry, was that one of your cultural heroes? We're going to get Callum? attacked by millennials now. Millennials will be like, oh, you just you haven't got the PewDiePie viewers. You haven't got like, the biggest PewDiePie. I do not need what, to take an opinions that? from a man with pink hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, talking about pink hair, has anybody seen the like the whistleblower for Cambridge Analytica? No. No. It's like this guy who's like fully suited up, but with pink dyed hair What's on his the top name? of his head. What's his it's name? Like really bad dye job as well. Wait, I've got a computer in front of me. What's his name? I have no idea. Just email. Uh, just Google. Just email, email him and say, would you like to come in? <laughs> would you like to come on the show to talk about Use the, the power of the internet to find the Cambridge Analytica whistleblower. Whistle? I can't blow a whistle. He looks like somebody should never, be drinking how, cider how and black. How somebody not blow a whistle? I can understand how somebody could not whistle by themselves without the aid of a small pea in a metal thing. Um, but the, the whistle shusher. It's like, who can, who can not never, blow an actual whistle? I've never understood the saying of whistleblower. Because, like... It's uh, basically like you're whistling like you would a football ref to report something. Yeah. Uh, that That's not right. Stop. Yes. Stop, that's not right. He looks like somebody who gets served in a, like, a trendy foot, footwear shop. A trendy footwear yeah. shop? Well, Is that you not wanting to promote them, or you not cool. knowing about trendy footwear? I know enough about trendy footwear, thank you very much, from the same person who wears Converse. People can have whatever okay. colour hair they like. Callan, I am wearing professional business attire today. I am not wearing what I would normally wear. You're not wearing I'm a... Pro- not fashion brummie. I mean, professional business attire, but you're wearing a pink shirt, like... That is not pink. This is not pink, Callan. What colour would you say that is? It's a nice red. That's pink. That's pink. That's not red, that's pink. No, it's not red. It's kind of... It's not pink. It's it's kind of reddish. Yes. It's nice. It's no. better than your yoghurt stain jumper. Yeah. <laughs> with a rose on, which I'm trying to figure out the What's wrong with the rose? What is it, like rugby or... No, it's, it's, just kind of pre- sporting it's just a pretty thing. rose to break up with the old grey hoodie. It looks like, you remember those Ed Hardy tops that people used to wear? It's like it's just shrink back into one little I mean, this is top. this is just clothes that I threw on to go to a farm <laughs> to go... Because you were completely naked in your bed. <laughs> well, no, I was... Uh, obviously, I... I came oh, literally uh, inadvertently I came straight from the farm oh, so okay. I'm sort of dressed <laughs> to go to a farm <laughs> oh my god anyway Guy what have you been up to this week uh, well I've left my tablet in the disc as I've realised so I'm frantically <laughs> scribbling notes for the show uh, I bet can, can you remotely delete your search history before <laughs> Liam gets there I'm stressed like I feel like I've lost a limb I genuinely feel like panicked like I this is a child. I need it with me. Like, there's. It's my didn't day, didn't like, Phil Ellis tell us about this a few weeks ago? Nomophobia, the fear of losing your electronic device. It exists, man. I'm stressed out. I got when I you have like, a phone on you. It's yeah, not it's like you're kept disconnected. Plus, when I realised it wasn't in my bag, I got massively sweaty. Oh. I, really... <laughs> I just found pink hair, guy. <laughs> oh my god! I just got interrupted by a child. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. His hair's could, amazing. Could you could you apologise for interrupting me, child? So, yeah, if you're at Discorian, find Guy's iPad. Feel free to keep it. The passcode is one, two, three, four. It actually Reco- is. <laughs> oh, wow. It actually is. Reco- <laughs> Only you would have that passcode. Record yourself going through it. See what you can find on there. I'm sure there's some um, questionable, interesting things. He was researching for the soundtracks. That That's the line he used. I mean, <laughs> considering what you've been looking at today, I don't think you're in any position to comment. You uh, jumper stain. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so what happened to me this week, Ryan? Something happened to me that hasn't happened to me in 10 years. 10 years. On my Someone way found to... you attractive? 
Oh, I'm, oh, so- oh, 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 I'm oh. sorry, Mr. Every girl loves me. Every girl loves me. When I Did walk around, haircut? every girl loves me. <laughs> like, like, every girl that we saw when we were sat outside today loved Callan, clearly. Including Steve, by the way. Who's Steve? Uh, we know we seem to be... Steve from your really lectures. Keen on you. Steve, yeah, Steve has this in- ongoing joke that Steve's love... That Steve loves everybody. Like, well, well, like how like everybody loves you. Yeah, but Steve loves everybody. <laughs> so basically, Callan is late. We're sat outside, he's, he's... L- looking slightly suspicious as we've yeah. been sat outside a university entrance three... for forty minutes. Three why... men with beers. Why did you? Why were you standing outside because for forty you were too minutes? Busy did doing you not get else? Did you because not... we were waiting for you to get up from your nap nap time after you had your <laughs> bottle of milk to get down. Did you not realise that, like, at that point... Well, after the third phone call, where we had no response from you, Guy was even worried you'd been knocked off your bicycle. Yeah, genuinely, Aww. I had, like, a few seconds of worry about you. Then I realised that you're a douche. And... <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then we said to this guy, Steve, I, I was like, Oi, Steve! Like, oi, mate, you. Um, do you know Callan Danes? And he was yeah, like... do you know Callan Danes? And he was like... Uh, yeah. it, was, it was the one second of... And then, yes, yes, I do. And he was like, do you know where he is? No. Wait, did you actually just go to a random person at my uni? Do you know Callan Dane? We kind of looked like you, so that's why we thought we'd <laughs> add him. We, like we thought we'd be going to replace our producer with Steve. Yeah. I think producer Steve has a nice ring to it. Yeah. So the thing that happened to me that hasn't happened to me for 10 years. You got a shave? Yeah. Look at your hair. Tinted. You, you bought a t-shirt from an actual shop instead of a charity shop? <laughs> oh, nope. Hey, wow, Brian. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting engaged in this uh, uh, debate, no. Phil, Phil Ellis isn't here this week, so now you're going for... Phil Ellis is not wearing socks if he's wearing shoes. We need to, do we need to discuss about this afterwards? We could discuss... We'll get back to this, right. Yes, okay, so um, I thought I'd, I'd jog for the train to get there in time, and I fell over. <laughs> I fell... Flat on your face. Flat on my face. <laughs> I have <laughs> grazed my knee like a small boy. <laughs> tell me, tell me, you did the Peter Griffin? No, I got up and laughed. I cut my hand slightly, and my arm is really bruised now. So, but I haven't fallen over it in ten years. Question: Was it worse than when I fell over? Well, I don't know because I didn't experience that fall. So how would I no, know? No, but I sent, I sent all the pictures. <laughs> somebody, so... can, somebody saw me fall over. So yes. Did, did you have worse. to go on? Did you have to go online to get advice <laughs> about whether you needed to go to hospital? No. Okay. Did you have to go and sit in a walking centre for an hour and think that's a really long amount of time? That is a long amount of time. I'm sorry. That is a long amount of I mean, time. It's, it's quite a good statistic. Guy Guy hasn't fallen over in guy 10 years. Guy a man. Yes, Guy a guy man. Guy hasn't fallen over in 10 years. <laughs> Callan a boy. We know that Callan, in his 20 years, has fallen over once at least. Probably um, more. Um, the, be- the best thing... I'm waiting for the day that Callan talks about falling off a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I did get worried it was going to happen to me earlier because the horse, the horse decided it was just going to start sneezing out of nowhere, and so just started sneezing, and I was like, "What the?" F- Allergic sneezing? to that jumper you're wearing, probably. Aren't most sneezes out of nowhere? Yeah, they're not. They're not something that kind it's of rings you up before and goes, "Oh, I'm going to pop down about six tomorrow." Is that okay? Well, you don't know where the horse's nose is quite long, so they might <laughs> telegraph it down. <laughs> the horse is just going to go. Hang on, Callan. I've got my hoofs. I know I can't do much else with them, but just flagging just it up. Go- Sneeze building. Just, that's why Could happen. That's why Bojack Horseman is in a man's <laughs> so he can at least reach his nose. Get a handkerchief out and go, oh, I'm sorry about that. Excuse me. So how was the falling over experience? It, it bloody hurt, to be honest with you, Ryan. It, like, you know, you Did you miss it, your train? Was no, anybody around to laugh at you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did me. people and, laugh? And guy at lives you? in a quite yes. studenty area, so I imagine it was full-on student laughing. Well, I mean, like stu- we know students that you know they go, they go to sleep at four o'clock, so uh, they were all you know they weren't around. So, was this, so this was in Sally Oak. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, actual commuters rather than students. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like if you haven't done it in so long, you forget how much it hurts when you fall over, and like my arm is in agony. Oh. I used my bag to cushion me and was worried a Christmas. Have you got bruise? Well, not yet, Callum, but I'm sure I will. And everybody can feel so you sorry. Ha- for so me. you haven't cut it. I've grazed my knee, Callum. I'm 32 years old and I have grazed my knee. That is something that not should not have happened. At least you're not one of those commuters who uses a scooter to get across town in oh a God, full I'm business. I should. People, people who do that in suits really annoy me. I feel roots. like I would do that. 
I feel like I would do that. Yeah, well, you can't be trusted on a bike. But then I were... Why are none of us surprised? But then I ride. I obviously ride a bicycle everywhere, so I would probably Except ride... Except for when you have to be late for a studio. <laughs> I left my bike here, okay? <laughs> I left my bike at the studio because I had to go from the studio somewhere else and then come back to the studio. Nothing's coming up on YouTube when I search for Man Falls Over in Selly Oak. <laughs> so nobody filmed it. Man gets hit and groined by ball. <laughs> my headphones fell off my head as well. Oh. <laughs> It'll hurt. I'm supposed to be the child of this podcast. Anyway. I'm not a child. I'm just clumsy. There's something worse than, like, knowing as well that you're an adult and it's embarrassing the fact that, like, you lost control of your body weight (laughs) and, like, your ability to balance. Like, you can't... Gravity defied you. You've been on the world for in the world the world for thirty two years. Yet at that particular moment, gravity it defied you. It's like it's just embarrassing to know that fact. But it's it's not unusual. That's why they that's why we have accidents. All right, Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen to anybody. It's not unusual to bring love. I, I just feel it's 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 karma for when you've laughed at other people for falling over. This is karma for all the people he's Sharon ever been Freud. mean to. Yeah. Well, I'm it's hoping, full on Schadenfreude. I'm hoping now I won't fall over for at least another ten years. So, so do we need to book this date in our diaries? Twenty twenty eight. Guy falls are we, over. Are we, are we going to open a fall book? <laughs> so uh, people can ring. People can c- contact us and kind of tweet, pick, tweet in pick your dates. predictions yeah. on who's going to fall oh, over. If I fallen. <laughs> we will start. We'll start. Did it shake? Yes. <laughs> now we'll have a Twitter poll. Which one of us is going to fall over f- next first? Is it going to be Callan, who's probably evens? Is it going to be guy? I'd say a good ten to one on that one. <laughs> Probably yeah. would be like for the training. I mean, uh, Keith, what would you say your rating would be? I'm, it could happen at any moment. I, I, I'm not. I, I've no idea. When was idea. the last time you've fallen over? I, I can't recall the last time I fell over. I feel like it's so a choice. saying like you'll be about a twenty to one. Yeah. See, I have terrible eyesight. We all know I'm pretty much yeah. blind, so I'd probably be about a two, two to one, three to one. I'd say it's between you, me, and Guy. I'd be one I of think you're three. pretty much the strong front runner here. Yeah, you've got like I don't know, off horses, I don't, you've off got bikes, previous off your bed. You've got plenty <laughs> of places to fall off. But Ryan, you're not the person who'd fall over. You're the person who'd walk into something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'd walk into something if, and then fall over. I was going to say, yeah, if it walks into something that falls over, then it counts. Didn't somebody recently walk into something? Wasn't that Phil? Phil walked into the door of somewhere. Yes, some glass door. <laughs> was it oh, was I he felt... looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> I was going to say I hadn't fallen over in weeks, but I fell over. I was uh, out recording during the. I was out recording during the week, and we were walking down some steps whilst recording. And so I had the presenter all mic'd up, and so he was like, "I'm a bit worried about walking down the stairs." I said, "It'd be fine. I'll guide you down the stairs. Just don't it's, fall it's over." All you hear is oh. <laughs> On the recording. <laughs> no, but it's fine. We walked down the stairs and we walked back up the stairs. I tripped going up the stairs after telling him not to be careful walking down the stairs. See, tripping up the stairs is worse than tripping down the stairs, I think. Yeah. It feels more embarrassing. It's because you, 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 you're full on face. You're, you're heading towards the steps. You know, you, know you have these magical, fault. you have these two magical things called hands that you can put out in front of you yes. so you don't like... I meant your eyes are looking at the steps coming closer. I don't mean like rubbing your face on the step <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> What have you been up to, Ryan? I went to the launch of a new bar, which is right near the studio. Okay. You didn't invite us. Romero invited me. I was plus one-ing for the night. Romero! <laughs> so tell us more about this bar. It is called Kilda. Kilda? Kilda. What do right. they do at Kilda? And it's by the purveyors of original Pathyman. Okay. That sounds so fancy. It's the burger place we walk past every week, Callum. So is this is it kind of an, they, a, an they, aside to the burger? The, yeah, they've got the arch the next one over. So basically, okay. what they've done is set up a bar so you can go in there and have a beer whilst you're waiting for your burger or post burger. Ah, okay, nice, makes sense. But they do grilled cheese sandwiches. Nice, mm. very nice. Even vegan ones, I believe. Vegan grilled cheese. That's yes. that's just like what? No, sorry. But they do do really nice. How do you make well. ve- how do you make vegan grilled cheese without dairy products? With a vegan calf. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, <laughs> what ca- is it? A calf that doesn't eat other cows. What is it made of? It must be stuff. Stuff. Oh, you know a vegan? Do you know anything? About It'll be vegan made out of futons or I something. Don't know anything about vegan cheese. I'm afraid it's nice though. <laughs> is that when you've stolen Laura's? Yeah. Oh yeah, because Laura's vegan. But they I have... remember her name now. Yes. But they have fifteen <laughs> beers on tap. 
on isolation. What kind of what kind of beers are we talking yeah. about here? IPAs, porters. Okay. Nice, nice, good nice. mix. And a couple of bottles of wine on tap, and lots of stuff in the beer cupboard as well. Is there much room? Is it very big? It's about the same yeah. size as OPM, but roomier because they okay, don't no have tables. Ta- no, well, they have tables, but they don't have to have the amount of cooking space that they used to have. Uh, turns out vegan cheese is made of a lot of various nuts and oils. There you go. So it's just cheesy Nutella. Cashews, sesame seeds, soybeans, coconut oil, rice, almonds, and other nuts, and nutritional yeast. <laughs> nutritional yeast, as opposed to not nutritional yeast. You sound like a man who knows a lot about nutting at the minute. Producing his own nutritional yeast. Oh. <laughs> escape Hunter Birmingham. So if you've not been to an escape room before, what there usually is is a series of challenges. You're locked in a room for usually about an hour and you have to try and escape the room or solve a puzzle before the end of this hour. I'm trying to get on the leaderboard. We went down to Escape Hunt, which you can find at escapehunt.com and we went through our local Birmingham branch, which is on Corporation Street in the square. If you know where it is, it's usually it's next to the Hammer and Anvil and Big John's. In between those two. But... We did our finest hour, so the description of finest hour is you're plunged into World War II as a team of British secret agents. You know only one thing that you can save your country from, which is a Nazi invasion, and how to cooperate and solve the puzzles. And we did it, didn't we, gentlemen? Yes, we did. We made it to the leaderboard as well. If you go along, you can see us on there, try and beat our time. Yes. Please don't actually beat our time. (laughs) So we can't talk about much about the room because that's spoilers no. and whatnot. Yes. But what happened with me when we walked into the room? What was my natural instinct? You needed to go to the loop. What was my natural instinct? <laughs> Bear in mind, there was a blackboard in the and room. And just saying, it's not him needing to go to the loo straight away because he'd already been four times by the time we'd got into <laughs> I the was room. desperate that day. My favorite, I love the fact that we turned up and he was like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. And it's like, no, guy, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're going to be, be in a room, in for, a an room for an hour. You don't want anything to drink. <laughs> did you try to destroy something straight away when you went in? No, it, bear, in bear in mind. There was he just a, Hulk smashed. There was a blackboard. Did you just rub everything off it? No. Oh. I'm surprised he hasn't got it. I'm surprised. Uh, you wrote... Oh, okay. You drew a interesting... Uh, yeah, a, a thing on the blackboard. Yes, I drew I drew a male object on the blackboard and shouted, Hey, guys, I found a clue. A couple of circles and an oval. <laughs> and then sat down in the chair for the rest of the hour. <laughs> Two bananas and a, a banana and a couple of oranges. <laughs> that was, guys, my contribution is complete. Hang on a minute, The though. lunchbox. I, you, Callan, Danes, tearing a room apart, trying to find a bit. I stumble in like, Oh, there's something in this box. And you were like, I've been looking in here for ten minutes. And it's kind of like, well, you didn't look hard enough, did you? So... I- I'd like to say most of the heavy lifting was done by myself and guys oh, on behalf Miss Dr. Laura Sumner while these two pratted around in the background. <laughs> I mean, in my defence, I did at least try. However, I chased up a... I, I, I'm not going to say what it was, but I chased up a dead lead for 10 minutes. You walked around in a jacket which was oversized on you and got things wrong. <laughs> I, chased, I, I spent most of the time looking at two things that I thought were related that weren't related at all and were just there for decoration for most part. So paint a picture for me about the space itself. Okay. Because so, was, it, was it just a room? Was it a, 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 it, a, it was a combination off, of rooms? You start off in a room. Okay. I'm not going to go any further than that. Whereas you start off in a room. There's you start lot, off in a room with is it all Is it all dressed in a period yes, style? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. And there is even a dress-up box in the reception area where you can get dressed up. So you can get into character. Which I might yeah. add that we dressed Callum Danes up and he did look like Steve Rogers prior to <laughs> Super Serum Steve Rogers. I mean, I mean, if Marvel are looking for a new Captain America, I'm yeah. sure I can they fake an keep, American keep accent. Keep <laughs> <laughs> if they need a body double for the pre-Super Serum work, Callum Danes is available. He did look rather fetching in the he- very heavy helmet. They're proper metal helmets. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time that comment's been made. <laughs> do you know what, though? He was proper posing those pictures. But it, it, no, I Callum, you're not, not a I model. I do not pose in photos I seriously at all. do pose so in photos. I do not pose. You put it Counter. on your Instagram within 30 seconds of me sending the Hi, photos. girls, look at me. You all love me. It's your man, Callan Danes. Literally, I, I put it on my Instagram as I was walking away from you guys. So... We went to a room. 
Yes. It's dressed appropriately. Yes. You're presented yeah. with... Clues. No, you're presented with a file on the table. Okay. And in the file, there is information on how Ryan. to... Ryan. Do... The right word here is dossier. Dossier, yes. Ah. But you can get hints from the person running the game. We had the lovely Nikki running our game. Do they penalise you for hints? Do you get like a, a time um, I, th- I think if they know you're on the right track, then they're usually pretty polite about... Just giving you a nudge. Giving you a nudge okay. in the gentle direction. Yeah. So are all... The, I are all... giving Callan a nudge in the gentle direction the way he was getting... Wow. Do, do, does, it work, does it work sequentially? Do you have kind of like, yes. you do one thing and then you led to the next and then led to the next? Or are all, there multiple all the puzzle, things? All the puzzles do lead into the next okay. one. I mean, you have some escape rooms where it's just go into a room and find some keys, which is yeah, not like really the best move, use of an hour or move something. Move or, something, know. touch but, something. But this, this, that had some really fiendish puzzles. And it was this. pretty... Yes, it was it very was nice. So does it, it tax? Really does it glamorous. tax you kind of like cognitively, physically? Yes. Do you, are there stuff that you got to do? So it plays to everybody's strengths. So it's it, not all kind of like relying, relying on people drawing things on the blackboard. <laughs> it that f- helped. <laughs> it felt like we were pretty, pretty much on the Krypton factor. It felt like it was oh, like yeah. a group group challenge on the Krypton factor. I'm mm. thick. I didn't solve anything. I just happened to find a couple of things by chance Stumbled. by just wandering around. But that was valuable. And I also did... I, I was involved with an activity that no one else could be bothered to do because they were too busy solving the puzzles. And you needed you needed someone to put the graft in and that's what I did. <laughs> but it felt like a cost, cross between the Krypton Factor and the Crystal Maze. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we all agreed that we'd leave Callan in and not spend the Crystal Maze. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah no doubt. <laughs> so was there multiple rooms then? So you kind of... Did you progress? Did, did a door open as a result? Yeah. Or, so yeah. you kind of moved yeah. through to spaces. To not spoil it, there's, there's multiple, spaces. multiple spaces. Yes. And there's a lot of solving to go into each one of the spaces. And it was getting really heated towards the last 10 minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all started, started to fray a little bit at the very yeah. last minute. It, was, it, it, it culminated in some shouting on yeah, the last Yeah, I task. mean, I, I can see yeah. how... Uh, Laura shouted at me, but that's standard. You know, <laughs> I, I see how sometimes we get, when we're, we're in the studio for an hour or so, yeah. uh, re- ma- making these wonderful broadcasts every week for people. So I can imagine the, t- the idea of not being let out at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine... Um, I mean, Guy went straight to the loo as soon as Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. being locked in a room with Callan Danes for an hour. I mean, we can get out of it, but Callan Danes in a room for an hour... <sighs> It's tough, mate. It's tough. Like Although on, on the that was endurance. on the upsides, he was awake for it. <laughs> uh, God so sake. that's that's probably a, a good plus side. Yeah, for for Callan to, to to be awake and there on time. It kept me so awake. It, it, it kept me awake for an hour, so it's good. But there we go. That's a that's a great review <laughs> on the posters. It kept Callan Danes awake for an hour. So so who was your MVP of the day? Uh, I would say that. it's it's the lovely Dr. Laura Summer. Okay. Well, she'd be, she's a history buff, though, isn't she? So she's going to... She, she kind she of knew, knew the she period. Knew, yeah, she knew. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, it was um, very useful to have somebody who was a history buff in, in, the, in the... And who was your dead weight? Yeah, okay, I can tell from just by that sudden <laughs> oh, look. No, 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 arguably, I'd say it was me. It was yes. me. You had two dead weights. Yes. A couple of danglers <laughs> that just didn't help. There was a couple of danglers on the board when we got in, you know. <laughs> but it was a nice little treat at the end as well. We all got a glass of Prosecco as a well done. Uh, but for £25 per person, which is the usual price, it's pretty good entertainment. It was a good group bonding experience, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've bonded with Callum yet, but... <laughs> but there is another challenge there as well. So if you don't do our finest hour, there is another challenge called the Fourth Samurai. So that's, okay. that, that sounds, sounds quite cool. interesting mm. as well. And we had good fun posing in all the little costume bits yeah. at the end. Well, he did, didn't he? <laughs> did he catwalk? You know, just shake my little tush on the catwalk over there. Mm-hmm. Well, just want to say a big thank you again to Escape Hunt for letting yeah. us down. So you can find them thank at escapehunt.com forward slash UK forward slash Birmingham. Sounds like a good way to spend on. your evenings. Cheers. But have, Sorry I defaced your board. Yeah, they have many, many, many locations all over the world as well. So okay. pop your details in and find it out. And I think they're pretty much similar kind of challenges. So it's, yeah. it's good. Maybe Bit we should take a testing. crack at the samurai one. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Well, that means I have to spend another hour in a room with Callum Danes locked in. But well, I, I'll, I'll try and join you for the next yes. one. I felt like it would be the cheese. Really? Yes. I'll, do you know what? I'll happily be spent an hour locked in a room with Steve. <laughs> Sign me up. But I think we it was good fun and it was great to get on the leaderboard, leaderboard at the end. Even yeah. though it was just middle. I mean, we weren't very high on the leaderboard. We were well, at least on the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, there was a professional professional escape room team at the top of the leaderboard 
I don't know how you get that job in the first place, but that's that's that must be a fun job to have. I mean, you guys have done a few of them. You you and um, Laura said you've done a few of them in your time, so. I don't think I've done anything with Guy's girlfriend in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> so, at MCM Birmingham, in the last of our series of interviews from there, we spoke to the amazing Mr. Sean Gunn as he was Aaron in panel. It was quite weird because I was having the Elijah stage panel at the same time as I was doing the mm. press room interview, so we swapped out Mr. Michael Rooker for Mr. Sean Gunn. It was quite fun. Yeah. If you don't know, because it's not really talking about much unless you know Marvel Cinematic Universe quite well, Sean Gunn actually plays two roles in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He is Craglin, who we know is Yondu's first mate on yep. in the ship. And he's also the body double for Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. So Bradley Cooper is the voice, but he's the body double. I thought Callan Dahl was the body double for Rocket Raccoon. He's Groot. Coming, <laughs> Teenage Groot. Coming from that hair. <laughs> mate, you wish you had hair like me. I told you, you're bold and get it sorted. Bolden at 21, mate. This is not going to end well. No, no, no. Oid, oid, oid. Shall we move on with the actual content of the show rather than... <laughs> he's a bit bigger than a raccoon, Fight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had Sean Gunn, didn't we? <laughs> yes. He looks a bit bigger. Is he bigger in real life? I think, he, just it, I think it's a lot sized. of crouching down. Ah. But you might also know Sean Gunn as well from Gilmore Girls. Lovely, lovely chap, and yep. he sounds very, very dedicated to his work. So we're going to hand over to the panel now, and we'll speak to you in a little bit. Sean, it's amazing to have you with us. Um, time's limited, so we're going to jump straight in. I okay. guess the first and most obvious question: You've been on set working with an amazing lineup of brilliantly talented people for Infinity Wars, and I'm curious, what's that experience been like? How did it compare with um, working with the rest of the Guardians gang? Um, well, I mean, both experiences were were great individually um i uh, we've really built quite a family on the guardians movies and i love that cast so much and then it was it was great to then work with a, you know see a lot of the old people but also work with a new bunch of people on the uh infinity war movies um i uh i i just i i have so much respect for um for everyone that i worked with and also for the people who who put these casts together I mean it's um, you know Hollywood's kind of a strange place and uh, I, I gotta say I've really enjoyed all of the people that I've been able to, to meet and learn from what about Joe and Anthony as directors obviously a different experience from working with James mm -hmm. I imagine mm -hmm. um, yeah I love Joe and Anthony they're uh, very different from my brother but all directors are and uh, I also haven't known them since I was born, so that makes it a little different. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, they're great. They um, and I like how they work off one another, um, and they're pretty unflappable. Um, and I think that in, in, that's one area where they are, that they share with my brother is that they're very calm, set presences, which um, which can be hugely important in films like these. So, um, working on the Gilmore Girls revival, was that mm -hmm. kind of a weird thing to go back after doing Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, well, I was actually, I was kind of uh, doing double duty, triple duty if you consider both roles in Guardians, and then also doing Gilmore Girls at the same time. So, um, we were shooting Guardians 2 simultaneously. I was flying back and forth um, between Georgia and California to do those roles. But, uh, but the good thing about going back and doing Gilmore Girls again is that it was kind of like putting on a comfortable old pair of slippers. You know, I, I it didn't take long to get back into that character. Um, Kirk is very, very familiar and available to me. Um, and uh, when the writing is as good as it is, it's, it makes it that much easier. What's it like in the Rocket Raccoon scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know, most of the... Most of the um, the stills that people see are from the first movie when I was wearing the green leotard. But in the subsequent films, I just wear a gray tracksuit, which is uh, a lot more comfortable and less dorky looking than the, uh, than the, than the leotard. So, um, so that's a little bit better. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm four movies now into doing, uh, doing Rocket on set, and I think sometimes I forget when actors show up for the first time who've never actually seen me do it they get a little freaked out by like, whoa, that guy's really just getting down and walking on his, uh, you know, in a crouch position. Is it method acting then, would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't root around and eat trash like uh, raccoons do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, uh, 
I did. I did have to dig on some of some of my drama school training of being an of being an animal, getting down and being an animal. But previously worked with Michael Rucker on Super, another one of the games. Yeah. Was it interesting to get back in when you were doing Yondu and Cracklin with Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh God, I just want to do one movie without Rucker. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you separated on the panel now? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I. Uh, no, I. Um, I love Rooker. He's uh, he's like a crazy uncle, um, and uh, and I knew him. We were friends before we even did Super. So um, you know, I've done now. I guess we've done four movies together. So yeah. What about Cracklin? How's the whistling coming on? Gosh, I hope it's coming along well. We need we need Craglin to learn how to use that whistle, don't we? We do. I need if I'm going to have a any sort of an imprint on the third movie. I think he better learn. No, so we're going to hopefully have Craglin back in a big capacity in the third movie. But I think it was interesting. Fans noticed that you're not listed as Craglin on the cast list on at least IMDb for Infinity Wars. So mm-hmm. um, is Craglin not going to be a part of that, or are we going to see you in that capacity there? I think I can't really answer. Um, you know, you you won't uh, you won't see Craglin in the first Infinity War movie, and um, and then after you all see it, we can talk further after that because <laughs> a lot a lot of things happen in that movie that bear on subsequent movies so because I think obviously I mean in the last film it was really nice to see Craiglin go from just a supporting character to really a full-fledged guardian um, is that something you're excited about with the third film as James sort of told you that's something that he's excited about yeah we've talked a little bit about he he tells me some uh, he gives me some hints here and there about what the uh, what the plot will be like for the third movie. I haven't seen any words or seen any script, but he sort of will sit me down and say, it's kind of going this direction, and and he's such a uh, diligent uh, planner that usually the way he says things are going to work out, they usually are pretty close to, to going that direction. So um, I, I don't know. I, I never get my hopes, hopes up. It's it's Hollywood. You, you're really not in the movie until the movie's finished. Um which is a long ways from now, um, and I, uh, I I care more about the story than about the characters. So I just want the movie to be great. But anything that they that they ask me to do, I'll be ready to do for sure. How does it feel switching back and forth between Craglin and Rocket on set? You know, pl- playing both the scenes where I have to play both characters, and there are a, a few of them, particularly in the second movie. I think there's about four scenes where both characters have dialogue and. Uh, and it is definitely the trickiest thing I've had to do in my career. Um, I really just have to kind of um, tackle the scene from both angles, and then when we're on set, try to uh, maintain my my focus. You know, I think um, I think good acting, a, a large percentage of any good acting, is preparation and focus. So on those days when I'm doing both, I just need to be doubly prepared and as focused as I can be and, and try to do the scene from both points of view. But also, it's, it's always a little bit easier because I know if I, if I screw up as Rocket, they can fix it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does James ever let you choose a song on the soundtrack? James doesn't let anyone choose any songs on the soundtrack. I think he takes... You know, it's funny. He uses a lot of songs that I've loved my whole life as well as him. We're really... My brothers and I are really, really into music. And um, and I'm I'm never surprised by his selections. He's never used a song that I don't know. But I also think he takes a lot of pride in being able to say that he personally handpicks all the songs with no help from anyone. So I'll let him have that. What sort of songs would you put on a soundtrack for a third film then? If you were allowed one or two song choices. Oh man. Um, well, w- what I like about the third movie is that I, and and I don't. This is speculation. I don't know this. From James, but it seems to be set up that the that the soundtrack might would come from uh, from Yandu Zun in the third movie. Um, I, I mean, that might be a guess, but uh, so it'd be interesting to see what what uh, what Yandu listens to. I'd love to hear something like uh, Jukebox Hero. I think would be fun. Now that I said that, it won't be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking about things that aren't in the movie, the outtakes from Guardians are hilarious in their own right. Mm. Do you have a favorite? Is there anything that didn't make it onto film that was hilarious on set at the time that you wish people could see? Well, I like that outtake that's in the that's in the uh, from the second movie at the end when I'm going over the the bands when when um, Star Lord and Craglin are talking about the bands on the on the Zune and um, 
and and uh, Craigler mentions Thin Lizzy and uh, that chick Alice Cooper, and you know, <laughs> um, that's certainly a lot of fun. You know, I'm, we're pretty lucky though. I mean, the, the, there's been very little that's been cut from from the movie. I think I had one one scene as Rocket from the first movie, um, and then you know some little bits and pieces of stuff with Craglin from both movies. But for the most part, what we shoot goes in the, goes in the film. With so many talented artists on there, how how free are you to maybe uh, improv a bit, and how much of that is reflected in the final film? You know, we we don't improv that much. I would say that um, that the, the uh, you know that the most of the dialogue is performed as written in the script. Things that are improvised are more likely to be buttons at the end of scenes. So, like just a a joke line that that it goes out on and something like you have a little more room to play there. Um, the bulk of the improvising is done by my brother from behind the camera. So I know that he has his script that he works with that we've seen. And that he also has his alternate line script that he has for every day, which are things that he's, he's feeding us as we're acting. He'll say, do it again now with this line, now with this line. But just like everything, even though they're, they're, they they feel like ad libs to us because we haven't heard them. Um, he's super prepared and usually has a list of them uh, ready to go. Not a whole lot is actually thought up right there on the spot. There are a few lines here and there, but but most of it's scripted. Yeah, what about Chris Pratt? Does he come up with a few one-liners he shouldn't do? Yeah, you know, we there's they definitely have fun, and I know that um, you, you know um, uh, my my brother will say to Chris at certain moments. Here's an opportunity if you want to ad lib something or throw something in, you can do it there and they talk about it. But it's never pandemonium, you know? It's never like everybody's saying whatever the, the hell they think is funny at the, at the moment. It's, we stick to the script for the most part and have fun, but it's, a, it's controlled fun. I think obviously everyone absolutely adored Baby Groot and we're so glad we got a whole film with him. Mm-hmm. Curious, what can we expect from Teenage Groot? Gosh, I don't know. Well, you saw a little bit of teenage Groot with his uh, in the tag scene for the for the second movie, so um, you you don't have too long to wait now. So I I uh, I need to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you know, Gro- I mean, Groot certainly ages more quickly than than a, a human does because um, baby Groot in the second movie is about three months old. You know, he's still. He's, which is very young, but still enough to kind of like walk around and speak. So I think that whatever time, you know, whatever time may have passed between the second Guardians and the first Infinity War has probably aged him a little bit more. Yeah. Have you seen the latest Infinity War trailer? What do you think of yeah. Tony Stark? That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I can't wait to... Uh, I can't wait to see that on, on the big screen, but I, I have inside knowledge about a lot of that stuff, so again... <laughs> You're amongst friends. Come on, we want yeah, to Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I say here stays here, right, guys? I think on the subject of Groot, um, James recently, I think, um, upset a lot of people when he confirmed the fact that the Groot that we see in Guardians Volume 2 is not... Um, the group that we've known and loved from the first film, but is his son, in fact, and that the group in the first film is officially dead, and I think that sort of changed people's perspective on the end of the first film. How did you feel about that? Um, well, it certainly doesn't change my perspective of the end of the first film because I, I think that I think that, that regardless of the, the mechanics of it or the biomechanics of it, you know, the idea of... Rocket preserving that piece from his friend um, packs some emotional weight, regardless of what exactly it is that we're looking at. I, I don't think that that changes how special um, that moment is, and it certainly doesn't um, take away from the sacrifice. If anything, if anything, it enhances the sacrifice that Groot makes um, in the first movie. But um, you know, I don't know. I I didn't know. I didn't know much about Groot. Uh, procreation myself so I'm, I'm learning just like you guys We're are learning as James teaches yeah suddenly right. Rocket is officially Groot's mother now <laughs> well like a seals you know he's certainly his uh, he's certainly his adopted guardian I would say that which um, which character in Infinity was the best reaction to a talking raccoon 
Oh gosh, um, I think you're going to have to be the judge of that. <laughs> I think you're going to have to be the judge of that. Although it's, it was certainly fun to um, to see the uh, many of these new characters through the eyes of Rocket, because you know R- Rocket does not does not have the same sort of reverence for the superheroes that the average Earthling is going to have. So uh, I think there's a lot of fun there. Is it easier um, or harder working with family compared to working with other directors? Uh, it's just different. Um, I, I uh, y- you know, one of the reasons that I think my brother and I work so well together is that yes, we've worked together since we were we were kids in, in different capacities. So our our shorthand for communicating with with one another is is uh, is very clean and very uh, very easy. Um, but also, I think we're both perfectionists within our own jobs, um, and he's he's very much, um, uh, you know, he's a very good director and a very clear director, and I take my job as an actor very, very seriously. And so I think that even if we were just meeting for the first time, I still think he and I would work together um, really, really well, because, um, because he's good at talking to actors, and I, I'm... I would like to think that I'm good at listening to directors. Um, so it really is, I mean, you know, I think that any, the, 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 the advantage is, is that, um, is that any, any time it's, uh, any period of time where I need to figure out how to work with somebody to have a creative relationship, that, that part of the job is already done. We're, we're not very competitive in, in my family, and he's the older brother and I'm the younger brother, so I think that's good. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love I love working with my brother. I, I hope I hope that we continue to work together here and there for the rest of our careers. I would think that we would. I don't need to do everything he's in, and, and you know, if he's producing something right now. I'm not going to do. So it's it's like I don't need to like we can go off and do our separate things. But yeah, I'll always say yes. Obviously, we saw the original Gods of the Galaxy reunited at the end of Gardens of the Galaxy 2 from the comic book series. Mm-hmm. Would you like Hack Kraglin to be in a spin-off with the rest of them? I would love to work with those guys, I can tell you that. Um, but I try not to... I, I try not to, you know... Prognosticate <laughs> about what's going to go, about what's going to happen, because you're only setting yourself up for disappointment mm-hmm. if you if you try to worry about where you want the story to go. you got to let it just kind of go where it, where it goes. Who would be your uh, dream celebrity cameo akin to Kurt Russell in the last one. Oh my gosh. I mean, I already worked with the Hoff on the uh, <laughs> on the Guardians Inferno video. I don't know how it gets better than that. Um, gosh, I I gotta say, between, you know, with everybody that I've worked with on these movies, not just Guardians, but now Infinity War, um, my, uh, my cup runneth over with with uh, <laughs> With with big um, you know famous iconic uh, actors, so I'm I'm happy with anybody truly. I think the Inferno video was one of the most glorious things we've ever seen. Oh. Can you talk about the experience of filming that, and of course working with Zardu Hassel for himself? Yeah, right. Um, uh, that was really fun. That Guardians video. It was something that I think they um, they threw together pretty quickly, uh, but you know the. the saw the link for the original for the weird Star Wars dance video that it was kind of that it was kind of based on um, and uh, you know this is something we got together in a in a day and uh, you know um, had an absolute blast did you get to choose which moustache to win? <laughs> <laughs> they had some ideas we, we we worked on it a little bit together but I I certainly was very very pleased with uh with how that worked out. I gotta play that character in a movie the like the whole time, I think. <laughs> what was David Hasselhoff like? I mean obviously lovely to see him pop up in the film as well. Oh, he's a lovely man. I just saw him at the Black Panther premiere and uh, it was uh it was good to uh to catch up. He's uh he's such a he's such a gregarious big personality, very warm warm dude. So Obviously, you, you, um, you probably have a fan base starting from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. How have you found, since becoming part of the MCU family, have you had any different interactions with fans? Have fans changed how they approach you? Well, you know, people, people talk a lot about the, 
the fanboys and fangirls from the MCU and how rabid they are, but I assure you that Gilmore Girls fans give them a run for their money <laughs> every step of the way in their fervor for the uh, for the for, for, for what they love. Um, I'm I'm very grateful to be part of both those uh, of of both those franchises, and I think it starts with like really great writing and great stories, and I've been very lucky to be a part of it. Geeky goings on. Mr. Keith Bloomfield, your comic pick of the week before we hand over the reins to Guy Halford, who's going to tell us all about Record Store Day 2018. And he's got a big list. It's in his list. Um, the, well, Smack I'm going to pick out the table. <laughs> his list. Uh, I'm going to pick the, the, the one big title that is out this week, which right. is Action Comics 1000. Um, this is celebrating the kind of anniversary of uh, 80 years of Superman. And the fact that Action Comics has managed to accrue a thousand issues over its time. Mm-hmm. So this is a big uh, 80-page collection featuring many of the Superman alumni from over the years. So we've got uh, Kurt Swan, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, lots of people uh, contributing to it, including, uh, I think it will be at this point, the first published work from Brian Michael Bendis in the mm-hmm. DC Universe. That's going to be very interesting, because if you didn't know, Mark, Brian Michael Bendis has been at Marvel for a ever. long time. Yeah, uh, he's, got a, he's got a short piece at the end of the book, which is illustrated by Jim Lee, who people will remember from many great comics over the years, Yes, uh, which kind of leads almost directly into Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Man of Steel book, which is due very soon. But there's some lovely... Um, variant covers out there i managed to score myself the 1950s dave gibbons Ooh, tribute one nice. uh, which kind of kind of fancied there's a uh, michael aldred um 60s one which is kind of nice as well i'm, I'm um, glad they didn't do 80 well they've covers. done um decades so they've done 1930s 1940s 50s 60s 70s 80s yeah. 90s uh 20s whatever the Tens, teens, the, whatever yes. the noughties or whatever it is that they um, call it, um, but there's a collection of like really, really nice kind of stories touching on all of the um, aspects of Superman as a character. And the trunks are back after many years <laughs> since the New Fifty Two. Superman has now got his swim trunks back, so, so he's got the famous red pants back on, uh, which is the can be interesting proper to see look. if they do that in any other Justice League movies if they ever bothered to make any more. Yeah, well, I think it, I think it still works. It worked for Christopher Reeve. It worked for uh, Brandon Ruth. So yes. it's good good to see that iconic look back. You know, the uh, other costume designs they, look, they were pretty cool, but there's just something about that silhouette, that look for Superman. So yeah, so pop out. You don't need to have bought any other Superman books. It's all self-contained. So one Action Comics one thousand out now. Nostalgia and Comics, our local store in Birmingham, but other comic shops yes. across the country support independence as much as possible. But yes. if you can't find an independent, go and get this comic anyway. It's yeah. great to have stuff in print, especially in lo- lovely issues like this. Yeah, and I have a browse around and pick up a few of the bits and pieces. Mr. Halford. I didn't say I like today. It's, it's, it's your favourite day of the year, <laughs> except, apart from your birthday, isn't well, it? Well, I went off it last year, but now I like it again this year, so... Is that because there's some great releases coming out? Uh, it's debatable, but we'll, 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 we'll shrimp for this list. But yeah, it's Record Store Day, so like, get to a record shop. Go give them your money. Callan Danes, don't go to HMV today. Go to a good record shop and go and buy some of the limited records and go and buy some old records. Mainly go to the discery. Right, so what are we adding? What should I add to my collection then for World Records? Okay. World Record Store Day. Do you mean Record Store Day 2018? Record Store Day 2018. MP3, lad. He's still uh, listening right, to stuff in his Zoom, so... <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll start shooting for this list then. Tell me yay or nay on these then. Adam Sandler, they're all going to laugh at you. Nay. Comedy songs from Sandler, got all their singing some songs. Not for me, but this, I know you're a huge fan. Is this like 90s Sandler or recent yes, Sandler? Yeah, Good nice. Sandler. Okay, yeah. might be alright then. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, this one for you. Air, sexy boy picture disc, <sighs> shaped like a monkey. So beautiful. A this gibbon disc. shaped picture disc. Can't um, be that. We know that I love my French electronica. I mean, I'm a big Daft Punk fan, big Air fan. So it's all good stuff. Phoenix as well, I think, is out. They have, yeah, they've got one. 
One for both you, Keith and Ryan. Uh, you, Keith and Ryan. One for you in the corner. Me, myself, and I. One for you in the corner studio there. So you got uh, you got Barry Gray Orchestra and No Strings Attached. That's like some songs from Thunderbirds and whatnot. You know, nice. It's some of the Jerry Anderson works. Some great. It's good. Some good bombastic stuff. Yeah. My personal tip here, the one I'm looking forward to getting to, Bobby Gentry live at BBC, classic country singer. Never been before released. BBC sessions, always good to hear. Hopefully there'll be a BBC4 documentary from this. Uh, soundtrack, Dave Agrusin, The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Ryan, you've told me I need to get this. So I'm I just sent you to have a listen. Did you, did you enjoy I'm, it? It's very Laszlo Schifrin inspired. I'm, I'm getting, it's, I'm getting it's, this. It's good stuff. Getting this. Good stuff. Uh, Bowie, Let's Dance. Uh, this is a demo version. Superb. Get this if you can. This is going to be a rarity, I think. Uh, two Doctor Who releases, Tomb of the Cybermen and City of Death. So these, these are, going to be like are audio spoken words. Yeah, yeah audio I saw comments. this. And the City of Death one, that's a green vinyl, isn't it? Yes. If you say so. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I looked at it online. It's a great. It's a alternative. This is the BBC audio production ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the it's just the sound from the TV yeah. show. Yeah, it's how they used to do Doctor Who releases before they had videos. Big fi- yeah, and big finish as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ennio Morricone soundtrack for a film called Autopsy but you know it's Ennio Morricone, Morricone. Yeah, it's, it's Morricone. guaranteed it's to be a hit uh, soundtrack to a British horror film called Double Date which has been done by Goat so that'll be good Goat are a great band so mm-hmm. I know you played them quite a bit in Captain Coat's vinyl yeah film, so it's again it's, it's worth checking out nice. um, also listen again to the Captain Coat vinyl Frontier Metrical Store Day special mm-hmm. so that'll be on the Mixcloud uh, which is vinylfrontier.co.uk wow no, no, it's not vinylfrontier.co.uk it's mixcloud.com slash vinylfrontier Shameless plug. Yep. Uh, Hans Zimmer, Blue Planet 2 soundtrack. Nice. 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 Anything Hans Zimmer does. Uh, Lalo Schifrin, Enter the Dragon soundtrack. Oh. Top notch. Can't be there. Uh, one for you, Callan here. Nas, Illmatic, Life in the Kennedy Centre. That's... Um, is this vinyl or CD cassette? It's vinyl counts record store day. <laughs> well, he sent me it on CD one, cassette. One is coming out on cassette, which is the Wu-Tang Clan. 36 Chambers. It's yes. a great record. But it's on cassette only, I think, for record store day. Yeah. But um, it's it's worth picking up if you own any kind of tape machine because it's one of the most groundbreaking hip-hop albums of all time. It and is. And I really recommend it. Right, I'm going to whip through these then. So we've got a reissue, 12-inch single, Notorious B.I.G. Juicy, what a tune. That yes. Is, <laughs> you need that. Uh, local Boys, Ocean Colour Scene, re-released marching already mm-hmm. not as good as Moses Shoals but still worth a play it's got 100 Mile Heart City on Traveller's Tune yeah. so I went, once heckled at Steve Craddock kept playing during a gig and he told me off because he didn't write it um, Hitchcock Themes which has got Vertigo and North by Northwest on it's a 7 inch mm-hmm. uh, Sucker Punch soundtrack <laughs> Faulty Towers Picture Disc this is a picture of uh, John Cleese kicking Andrew Sachs up the bum on the front and I think it's okay. uh, audio drama as well I think it is yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Otakoka Beaver. What's yes. this? This is a Japanese four-piece pop punk band, and it's blooming amazing. Really, have a listen. Find it on YouTube. Have a play. But if you can find it, it looks stunning as well. Have a play. Words that associate with Calendanes. Um <laughs> Pink Floyd Piper at the Gates of Dawn's being reissued. Yes. Good album. Versions, Son album. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Ron Grain at the Omega Men soundtrack. Mm. Good. Uh, um, yeah, if you've watched the terrible remake with Will Smith, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Oh, Will I am Smith. legend. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is this is. Um, I'll, I'll save this one to last. It's one of my personal favorites. Uh, Suede twenty fifth anniversary edition of the debut album. It's a classic. Manja's Can... Manja's got a couple out as well. I think. Yeah, it's a couple of Madonna reissues, picture discs. One of them is the Japanese original picture disc release. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Tangerine Dream Miracle Mile soundtrack. That's got nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twin Peaks soundtracks from the twenty seventeen series. They're being reissued on picture disc. Gutted. One with the curtains. And yeah, one with and the bars. Yeah, gutted Yep, and it's got the uh, car, the floor the in the back. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm good by that. Planet Terror soundtrack finally being issued on. Oh. Uh, highlights from the Monterey Pop Festival. Yeah. That'll be good. That yeah. that that's worth picking up. That's an iconic festival. I think some good stuff on there from like Hendrix and yeah. Otis Redding, Mums and Poppers. But personally, this I I don't understand why this is being reissued. But why not? Shaggy, Oh Carolina, twelve inch Oh Carolina, it's missed my personal favourite off that list. Seven inch. Uh, First aid kit, you are the problem here. Oh yeah, that Radio 2 favourite band. And there's one for you as well, Guy, that you missed off the list, which is an essential purchase for you, mainly so you can listen to the lyrics, which is Turning Japanese. By the Vapors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, get down to your local record shop, uh, Discory, uh, have some music on this afternoon. Yes. Um, and if you don't game. know what record store day about it, it's basically anything that's not a publicly 
trading company, so it's all private, small yeah. firms. Go and support your independent local record shop. And I know it's not completely the geek culture, but you know, record shopping can be geeky. Well, and the Enter the, down, I mean, Enter and the Dragon soundtrack. Exactly. Is, there's there's a great cute. wealth of like interesting vinyl releases out there. Go and see what your local shop. Don't necessarily buy these releases that have been out today. Go and dig around, find something interesting that looks cool. If the cover's cool, buy it because it's probably going to be cool. Go and support your local record shop and new calendars. And if you want to hear any more vinyl music, where can we find you Fridays from seven? Uh, vinyl Frontier, Captain Kirk. Plane, probably what we purchased this weekend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Geeky Brimmy podcast this week. Don't forget you can find us all online on Twitters, Instagrams and Facebooks. You can find Keith Bloomfield at Hardlook underscore Hotel on Twitter and all the others. You can find Philip Ellis at Philip underscore Ellis. Look for the ginger guy with the blue tick. You can find Nate Crowley at Frog Crowley. You can find Guy Halford at Guy underscore Halford on Twitter and Vinyl Guy H on Instagram where he takes lots of pictures of records. And you can find Callan at Danes Radio. Don't forget you can find me, myself, Mr. Ryan Parrish, at Ryan Parrish. Yes, I'm too good for the underscore. And you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all your podcasting services. Don't forget you can find the show live every week on Brum Radio at midday. And you can find us again on Mixcloud on the Listen Again feature. Uh, if you like today's show, please give us a review. Just drop one down which podcasting services you're using. And thanks very much for joining us. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.